This is the 3D Pod, your number one source for 3D printing news, analysis, and insight from 3dprint.com. Now, here are your hosts, Joris Peels and Maxwell Bogue. Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Joris Peels, and I'm here today with Maxwell Vogue, and this is 3D Pod. Um, so, welcome to 3D Pod, everyone. Today, uh, Max and I are going to discuss something—a very contentious topic, a very, very uh, topic that's been spent a lot of time in the news media and a lot of time in people's attention. And it's uh, 3D printing guns. So, Max, how are you doing today? I'm good, thanks. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. So, what, what did you think of the whole 3D printing gun debate when it was ongoing? Oh man. I mean, so when it first opened up, my initial thoughts are that sounds like a really great way to have something explode in your hands. Uh-huh. <laughs> because, you know, 3D printing a gun feels like it's questionable on the strength with the, the plastic materials, obviously. Um, yeah. But my other question is what's the difference between doing that and making a zip gun where you just buy a pipe and do that? So it raises this initial question of like, why is this? so controversial on some level like i understand why obviously creating a gun is controversial but it, people still have the means to do that without a 3d printer yeah i, th- I think I, and uh, for me it was like you know there's cnc machines and lathes and all this other equipment you could be doing this you know in a far more superior way <laughs> with with a far better like functional uh thing using existing equipment so i, I thought it was like it was a bit unfair to 3d printing that 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 we got maligned because of this, even though yeah, you could use other equipment to probably make it it'd be easier to make a working firearm with existing equipment, existing plants. And we were kind of getting regulated a little differently because of that and because it was all in the media. So yeah, I, I agree with you on that completely. And what did you think about the debate in the media or the, the, the level of- I think it was interesting. It's definitely because of the sexy nature of it. Because mm-hmm. when you say 3D printing a gun, people envision the ability to just drop plans in and then hit the print button and then magically like you have a gun come out on the other end. Um, What the scary part is is that you could produce a plastic gun Mm -hmm. um, which can then go through metal detectors and things of that nature. So Mm -hmm. it becomes a bit of a danger. Mm -hmm. So it's also, it's a hot topic in the United States, just gun control in general. So that's why Mm -hmm. I think it got so much attention. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though I think it's, it's still a ways away from being easy enough for someone to simply quote unquote mm-hmm. print a gun and then have something ready to go. It also raises the question about should should ammunition be the true thing that's regulated? Even though you can make that as well, it's still uh, I mean you know, that's the real the real source yeah. of it, right? Yeah, I, I found the debate, the level of debate, I found very very poor, and I thought I really thought to myself like, why don't they just call you know this additive manufacturer? people, professors, service bureau guys all over the world now. There's no real excuse to not call someone and say, you know, tell us about like what's really feasible, what's possible. I thought, I thought it was really poor that they didn't really, uh, you know, you always have these kind of experts, right, right. Uh, on all sorts of topics. And I'm like, wait a minute, I should be seeing a lot of people I know now tell us about well, this technology, you know, and and it wasn't happening. It was like, it was they, they, they skipped the step of, of, of deferring to the expert. Yeah, it was all pundits just kind of talking yeah. about gun control in general. So yeah, exactly. I, I do yeah. want to know what do you do? You think that companies like the farming companies, like Shapeways and other companies yeah. like that, have a responsibility 
to uh, <coughs> print those things. <laughs> so I've actually talked about this this particular topic a lot. You know, uh, also from a defensive legal uh, perspective, like what is our responsibility uh, in advising companies like this, and also in, in working for firms like this, I work for Shapeways, I work for Materialize. So this is something we did worry about um, <clears throat> from an ethics perspective, <clears throat> and also um, from a, from a legal perspective. Um, you know, on the one hand. Uh, I don't think there's a specific responsibility for this. On the other hand, I don't see how you could enforce something like this, because you could radically redesign a firearm to not look like a firearm in such a way that it would not uh, would not be possible. It's kind of like you know being a pen manufacturer and having to regulate everything that's written with your pen. You know, yeah, yeah. The technology is, is is not intrinsically good or bad. It could be it's a pen. You could use it to, to write bad things and you could use it to write good things. It'd be very difficult to regulate someone to, to, to make, for like, say, forbidden shapes. I don't see how you could do this. Um, <clears throat> there's other things as well, like, for example, people are 3D printing these ATM skimmers, right? And there, you know, so there's, there's what, actually what's, a, what's an ATM skimmer? Oh, uh, that's a, uh, on your your ATM your pin machine where you get. Oh, machine. oh, got it, got it. So you're skimming. They have, the, a, okay. they have, they have an anti-fraud device, right. uh, which is a uh, an add-on platform or part uh, on top of where you put your card in. And, and what you can do is you can put a, a some, what a criminal can do is put a card reader in there that, that actually skims your uh, pin code from that uh, device. Or use a camera to then show, uh, see how you're typing in uh, your pin code. Plus then the card, then they can clone the card and then take money from you. And, right. and uh, so what 3D, what people have been doing is 3D printing those, those things, so the polymer add-on on the ATMs. Now there I could see that, okay, there's a technical solution whereby you could input all the shapes of all of the front the, the, the ATMs in the world, all right, and all the card slots, and then you could check if they're if you're being made, you know? That to me is it'd be difficult to implement, but there is a solution there where you're like, okay, so if you would regulate that then I think we could stop that, you know? With just the guns thing, I'm like, yeah, I don't see how that that could be done. But do you really think do you think that that there should be a responsibility on the on the manufacturing firm? I think it's a very murky area especially within the united states you know should you be regulating it gets into the should you be regulating prints in general if someone's going to print like nazi propaganda for mm -hmm. you know like should you allow them to do that or should you just mm -hmm. let it be printed it's of a similar nature right like but the difference being of course a gun is a destructive tool and modifications to a gun make it even more destructive and the fact that gun manufacturers are now being sued for the usage of their weapons mm -hmm. and and mass killings raises the issue that you could also therefore theoretically sue a 3D print manufacturer yeah. for allowing so, the parts to be printed. So I would say from a legal perspective, no. Or that you should do your best to prevent it and say we just won't print that. And then if someone, you know, hoops and hollers, you say go go buy your own printer or go find somebody else that might print it for you. I just, at the end of the day, I don't think it's so much business that you're threatening because uh, how many people are really doing that kind of printing? But it's also... Like, it's, it goes back to that. If you get 3D printed, you could probably mill it. So, and to me personally, I think what I totally don't want, 100% against, is separate regulation for 3D printing. Right. So, for uh, something to be legal or illegal in 3D printing, and then to have it that that part be under a different law if it would be uh, made with CNC or milling or whatever. I mean, that to me is is it's. it's it's just it's just letting the newspapers write your your laws. It's, yeah. it's just like responding to some PR news release with your own law, and that to me is is it's really 
complex for factories. It makes the it actually makes laws worse for the citizen to have like one particular part regulated differently depending on what machine it's in, right? We tend to have laws that, that apply as universally as possible, as broadly as possible, unless they have to be specific. In this case, there doesn't have to be. There isn't anything intrinsically different about a 3D printer, apart from the fact that we were a media darling, right? It's a new technology, but it's not fundamentally different. Yeah, it makes a sexier story as a result, and that's why the, the media picked it up. But you're right that it's uh, making it specifically about 3D printing. I think would be a, a mistake. I think we did all get played here. Uh, we got played by a, let's say marketing PR savvy person who inserted himself in this big contentious U.S. gun debate with what well, was essentially initially it was a it was a really badly designed by the way uh, <laughs> a po po <laughs> polymer thing using an object polyjet machine right. Right. So it's not even like it's out of all the polymer technologies. I wouldn't even like use. Well, polyjet's a great technology for prototype stuff, but not necessarily for for like a gun. You know, not for an explosion. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm being nice. I mean, I mean, not even like the the well, the newer stuff is a bit stronger, but the other stuff like had really low HDTs and stuff. It's not a really good. It's, not, it's really not good technology. So it was like it was somebody's weekend project, right? Right. Uh, and 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 he managed to use that to insert himself into this whole debate, and then it became kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? The more people talked about it, the more attention he got, and then eventually he managed to parlay that and getting a couple hundred thousand dollars. Because of the media, we have this, you know. If I told you that I was a glass blower, right? I'm glass blowing on, on, on the weekends or something, and and I can make a gun with that. Not everybody would be in a tizzy going crazy, you know. Right. And not everybody be like, oh my god, the TSA won't be able to catch your glass guns, right? But if if I, if you take me on a half a dozen newspapers and a half a dozen cable channels, and and people give me enough money, then eventually I will be able to make a gun out of glass, right? I mean, just give me enough time and engineers and money, and then yeah, of course it's you know it's, it's theoretically possible, I guess. And here we just made something like a bad thing come true by talking about how bad it would be if it came true. I, it's the unfortunate perceived notion that. Uh... Once again, people think that you just click a button and then the machine magically produces something. That would, would... be really nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if only 3D printers worked quite like that. Um... I know. For the moment, at least, I mean, uh, yeah, I don't think that's like uh, the case uh, very, very well. You know, do you think we could learn something from this as a community? Do you think we could have done things a little bit better? I think uh, as a community, there should have been more pressure on the media to have some actual experts show up if they're going to have debates and discussions like this they should have people who can say like the level of this technology isn't there yet to produce the threat on the same level and also to remind people that you could theoretically just as easily do this a different way and that just because it's 3d printed doesn't necessarily like we shouldn't all be pointing going ah 3d printer it's it can make guns it should be a discussion of like Shouldn't we regulate the creation of firearms in general? Shouldn't we be talking about the fact that you, someone can make a zip gun by going to Home Depot and buying a metal mm -hmm. pipe and some other pieces? Mm -hmm. And if they're motivated, they're able to, to do this. Yeah, I would agree with that completely, yeah. And then, but, but is there kind of a mechanism in place by which we could, we could make our voices heard next time? That's harder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, eventually something will go wrong, right? I mean, right. Why with our technology? Um, whether it be a harmful thing uh, being implanted in the body, or something dangerous being made, or something, you know. And I don't think we have a really effective response mechanism. I think for that kind of thing. Well, it's such a distributed community. We don't actually have like a you know. There's some people jockeying to be like our 
are industry associations and stuff, but there isn't like one like 3D printing, I don't know, safety the, club or something. You right, know what I mean? The 3D print association of something of that nature. Tons of college professors, for example. This is what I don't understand. There's like a, there's a lot of them now. You know, so you could you could we could anoint one of those to be kind of our mouthpiece, I guess. I think um, they'd have to want to be. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, come on. We no, have no, more evangelists. There's someone, out there. there's someone out there that wants to be like the mouthpiece of 3D printing. If we were a religion, we'd be happy with so many evangelists, right? Yeah. Uh, so I think we'd find someone. The question is just finding someone who actually knows what they're talking about. That's the difference. I mean, it's it's so entertaining because of on some level that even I was getting questions from people at the time about can can oh the three doodler can that make a gun (laughs) exactly if you want it to explode in your face uh was my standard answer to that Um, oh my god but it really did you get a lot of questions i got a ton oh yeah i got a lot of questions like that and i'm sure you got a lot of questions about like can this make a gun can that make a gun but it really goes back to that misunderstanding of what 3D printers are capable of. So the fact that anyone was suggesting that a 3D pen, the 3D doodler could make one was even more um, insane to me on some level. Looking at this, in a, like if you would take the time to design something like this properly and to do it properly, I think, would, would we get there eventually? I mean... Yes, you could, yes, with enough time, effort, and resources, just like anything, I think you can get there eventually. Is there the will, though, within the community to to do this I, I think oh, but, obviously there are some people that are willing to take it to some level but to what level you know approximately like a million people or something like that had uh, had desktop 3d printers at the time so there's there's many more people that have access to them right because a bunch of them are in colleges there's about like 50,000 systems in universities and things on top of that so you know you're talking about a lot of a large group of people that had access to this technology uh, and then via services it was virtually anyone of course and, and then all of a sudden it took that long for one person to kind of abuse it. That, that to me is actually strengthens my belief in like humanity and, and, uh, and us being fundamentally good. There were a lot of people out there that knew that this was possible, just like making a doorstop or you know, a Yoda head. Uh, this could, could be a thing, but they didn't do it. If we assume that, that eventually this will be possible or eventually this will be you know, something that, that could happen, that you could, work a, you could get a working firearm uh, out of a, a printer, you know, it'd be very, very, you know, fairly simple to do so. What does that mean? I mean, do we just trust that everyone's good, or the question is really how do you regulate something like that? You know, preventing the plans from going up online isn't really regulation on it because people could still sneaker net it or some other way of like passing it around, and then it's almost even worse because um, there are like secret guns plans floating around somewhere, and I understand that's. Part of where this whole debate comes from is people are like, how do you regulate the creation of these firearms when they can just be printed out? But in the U.S., I feel personally that we have such a weird regulatory system when it comes to firearms because it's state by state and federal is uh, less so uh, happening. I mean, it's a it's a real from a from a regulatory perspective, it's a real difficult problem because of your inability to follow the trail, so to speak. Yeah, on the one hand, you could make the file illegal, right? You could make the, the producing and the manufacturing. Like, for example, there's some law well, in the Netherlands, you're just literally not allowed to make a gun. That's it. Right. right? Unless you're a licensed firearms manufacturer. Right? For a long, you know, large part, it's the same in, the, in many other places. So regulatory, it's already covered, right? It's already there. But to actually go from there to stopping it, 
yeah, I think that's where the problem lies. Yeah, and I, I anyway. don't know in the U.S. if it's state by state in terms of mm-hmm. if, whether or not you're allowed to make a firearm. I'm pretty sure you have to be licensed. And so in some cases, it may already be dealt with on a legal perspective. But you're right, that to making sure that people aren't breaking the law. But then again, it, it only becomes an issue when someone tries to use it in an illegal manner, which is already illegal. So <laughs> Yeah, that's why. So on the one hand, it's like a total non-starter to me because it's like so i mean there's like there's plenty of stuff that could be like this right we have we use forks every day and a fork is a potentially deadly weapon right in the wrong hands right but most of us you know are okay with them you know so i think it's it's, it's something that you have to leave up to people's personal responsibility but i do think and i but i don't think there's any regulatory remedy that could actually block something like this i no, don't think I, there's yeah. any shape that can be unmade I think we have to accept the fact that, that with this technology, anything that can be made will eventually be made, no matter how dangerous or illegal or, you know, no matter how whatever forbidden shape uh, we, we, we've dedicated for or we've had, you know, you can't unmake it. Uh, any thought or any idea, no matter how evil, can be made with our technology. I think it's eventually, right? Right. Uh, I think that's, that's important. You know, on 3D printing, what they'll say is, ah, we want DRM on all the printers. But even with DRM or anything like that, then there's always via the video card of your uh, PC or via uh, you know, reading it out of the G code itself or reading it out of the movement of the printer or reading it out of the firmware, you can always tap into this uh, forbidden shape and reverse engineer it and stuff. So oh, and DRM can, to me is always... You can always what? make your own printer. Right, like the plans are yeah. freely available for yeah, a yeah. lot of different versions, so but you could easily yeah. keep it out in your design. So to me, DRM is dead in two ways. On the one hand, like why would I, as a printer manufacturer, put a DRM chip in my printer? I'd be stupid to do so. I mean, I don't want that if I'm Airbus or or, or if I'm BMW, I'm using your printer. I don't want this DRM chip in there, right? So I'd never do it as an OEM. And on the other hand. You know, if you're trying to circumvent uh, that either by reverse engineering a shape that is single-use DRM'd into it, the, there's no end-to-end way I think that you can make that happen without being able to get it out of the printer in some way. I think to me that's always been a non-starter. There are legitimate circumstances where you might want the shape of a gun that you like for cosplay or something of that nature. You know, where it's it's just a prop, but it's not a functional thing. So regulating a shape also has its those are disadvantages as well. I'm terrified of the prospect of like us not being able to make Mickey-like things. You know, <laughs> this whole idea. Of no, no, yeah, that's a good saying, point. Uh, right. you know, if you, that if looks you can too much like us. Shape, you know. Yeah. Then why can't you regulate another it's, shape? That, that, that's where it's going. I mean, you know, is they've been talking about like kind of stealing people's IP and people using printers to uh, make, I don't know, whatever Disney characters or something. And, and I think actually precious little of that happening, but it does happen. Every once in a while there's somebody with like a Stormtrooper or Yoda head is, is a good example, right? Where we are taking someone else's IP and, and inspired by it making our own things. And I think, uh, you know, that, you know, is ethically very interesting, but, but I think that should not be a backdoor. The gun thing should not be a backdoor for people to just like say, that looks too much like Minnie Mouse. Sorry, you can't make it, you know? Regardless of saying you can't do that, people are still going to do it. There's plenty of knockoffs coming out of different countries of specifically Minnie Mouse, you know, regulating it in one location doesn't mean it's not going to happen in another location. It, it's a slippery slope down into copyright law and copyright infringement. Uh, and technically, you're allowed to make those things for personal use. Uh, it's when you try and sell them that it becomes an issue. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, it's for, for commercial yeah. usage. If we're going back to 3D printing, so, so on the one hand, we both kind of feel like, you know, the, th the 3D printing shouldn't be prohibited or shouldn't be, you know, kind of it limited. It shouldn't be singled right? out. And we it shouldn't be singled out is, I think, the core yeah. of that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it shouldn't be singled out. And we should essentially be able to make anything we want to make, even though there are dangerous things. But is there, is there a realistic thing we could do to stop people 3D printing guns, knowing that we really want people to make their own things and, and really want them to be free? Is there anything realistic we could be doing to, to, to limit uh, the, these dangerous things from occurring? I mean, education and understanding of what makes these things dangerous, I think, is the only thing that we can realistically do. Because I don't think you can limit the creation. If we're having these machines, the, any machine that can create things that can be used, then it goes back to the core of uh, why are you making this thing? Is it just an engineering thing or is it, do you have some malintent for it? And as a society, we need to provide the values that say, like, let's not... Uh, Let's not kill each other. <laughs> you know, our, our technology is just a medium, you know, just like the pen, but also like the internet. And I'm really reminded of these conversations where people in the beginning of the internet were also saying that, oh my God, all the information for nuclear weapons can be available to everyone, you know? And for some reason, it's actually, even in the age of resurgence and global terrorism, even with the internet giving access to everyone to everyone, that has been a little bit, not as bad as we thought it would be, I think. Yeah, because it turns out it's really hard uh, to get fissionable material. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but the, this is like, okay, so this is maybe a better question. Like, what is like, if we're trying to limit the fissile material, that's the, that was the real security thing, right? Right. That they say, okay, the bad stuff, we give them not access to the bad stuff. But with the, the, is there an equivalent we could do for 3D printing or not? Or Bullets? Okay, okay, you did mention <laughs> you know, that before, yeah. Yeah. Let, let, let's, let's stop. Get bullets or something, you know. Because uh, you can you can actually purchase bullets without any uh, without any yeah. without anything. Like I can walk into um, a Walmart and purchase bullets yeah. of any kind. Um, oh, yeah, you don't need a you don't need a license or anything like that. So it seems uh, like a rather large loophole in the regulatory system. <laughs> uh, when I was getting all these questions about three D printed guns, I'm like, well, if I would were to three D print a gun, right? I'd have to imagine I already have the design. That would take me like something like two days. Right? Sure. So if I or something, well, it depends on how large the gun is. But 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 even like a handgun or something, you know, I don't know what your settings would be on it. But let's say it takes you like, yeah, you know, it's gonna at least take you like the better part of a day to to print the polymer parts for it, right? Even if you everything works out of polymer, you even have the design. And by that time, I think you would have been able to already purchase an existing weapon somewhere else. Yes. <laughs> I think. That's a fair. Not so, to mention that you'd want to test the damn thing by like putting it on a pole uh, and walking as far away as possible uh, from it. <laughs> and uh, then, so you, uh, you, you uh, have to iterate through it. I think the the idea of it just kind of plopping out of a 3D print vending machine and it's like ready to go is uh, that's just not going to happen because it's just easier yeah. to go buy one at the end of the day. But it is inevitable. I mean, I think to me it's it's inevitable. On the one hand, we're being both of us are being a bit contrite, right? Me too, right? I mean, Fair. kind of being like, yeah, it's a technology. We're all grown ups. Nothing bad will happen. It's no, but like bad right? things will happen, and people will get injured. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and you have to look at so countries do that do actually have strong regulatory things. So let's take the United Kingdom, because that's a, a nice, simple one where it's very difficult to get a firearm. It's not something that you can uh, just go out and do in a day. So the ability to print yeah. one 
is a bit more of an attractive thing in terms of having something that you can then use um, for you know a crime or something of that nature. So it does bring up the issue. Or Japan, similar situation. It takes quite a lot of effort to get a firearm legally. So being able to print one is yeah. in some ways easier than, than getting one even illegally. So, so okay. So I like that as a scenario because then it becomes more attractive. And I do think it's, it's, it's a bit grown up what you said. Like eventually people will die because of something that 3D printing does. Eventually somebody will use it in a kind of, uh, in a very deadly way, uh, whether this be through guns or something else. You know, do, do we have any kind of responsibility in that, or do we have anything that we can, we should be doing? Or, oh, it's such. I mean, it's a difficult question. On the one hand, you have the moral responsibility to try to do your best to prevent the misuse, uh -huh. but at the same time, it's uh -huh. as going back to your pen example. Like, uh, you, you know, if you're a pen manufacturer, can you prevent someone from writing horrible stuff, which could also yeah. equally result in someone's death because you riled someone up and got a mob to do uh -huh. something horrible. Um, yeah, you know it's such a long chain at the same time too of of events and and so forth and so on. Mm -hmm. I think it's one of those. Um, yeah. It's one that we can debate for forever, and then mm -hmm. it's really going to hit when when someone does die from something. But but and and can we as an ins can we as a, as a, as an industry insulate ourselves in this? Can we just say, you know, 3D printing is your own responsibility. It's it's, it's not our fault. Should well, we be doing that? It's it's every. I mean, it's it's not like the three D print industry is this nice homogenous whole, right? It's a it's a hodgepodge of different companies and different groups and who all have different beliefs and different thoughts on what should be done and what shouldn't be done. I think it's obviously it's up to each individual mm -hmm. company and each individual within those companies to determine what their moral compass su suggests that they do. I don't think it's actually something that you could theoretically regulate without almost a totalitarian mm -hmm. style government coming in and basically removing 3D printers altogether or CNC machines or whatever machine that, you know, is the choice yeah. du jour that day that could do it. Everyone will have different opinions, but should we have some kind of unified response already prepared or already kind of, because, you know, eventually it will happen. And, 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 you know, uh, person A will shoot somebody particularly well-known or well-cute uh, uh, or somebody will do some kind of terrorist act using our technology or some kind of criminal act or, or something. Like, you know, it's going to happen. I think there's a 100% chance in the long run. If it hasn't already. Um, to me, with the, the biggest risks to our technology are one is uh, on the material science side that we are, are for example, on, the, uh, on these photopolymer resins that someone is putting some kind of material in the photopolymer resin, which is harmful implanted in the body and harms a lot of people. That, that I think, is the number one risk to our industry. And the number two risk to our industry is somebody misappropriating somebody somewhere with a really bad idea and hate in their heart, uh, misappropriating our technology to do some kind of heinous act. Uh, and, you know, if we're looking at this as if I think 3D printing will be around forever, then, then, then at one point somebody will do something. So I think I think we should have a unified response, even if we have all have different opinions on this. So some of us think that guns are amazing and everyone should have ten, and and other people, you know, hate them. You know, yeah. I think we should have a, a response about the misappropriation of our technology. It's organizing. But, uh, it. Yeah, I, I just think of the nightmare of organizing that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think, but the, the, that to me is it is it is going to hit us all in the pocketbook because you know what's going to happen, right? Uh, you know, if somebody commits a terrorist act or something, the first thing you know, the, there's going to be some picture of a 
Prusa or so, you know, behind the guy at Fox News saying, should 3D printing be bad, you know? You know, how do we control, you know, it's 10 o'clock at night, you know where your kid is printing. Is printing. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I think, you know, that's that's literally what's going to happen because it's what always happens. It's their ingrained response. Right. I mean, there'll be yeah, a knee-jerk response. We're, we're seeing... I mean, the, the truth is, yeah. like, do we... Yeah. Is there need to be a lobbying group set up for the 3D print industry in every country to, you know, yeah. present that? Does the 3D print industry need to become big enough overall that it can prevent something, some kind of reaction like that? Or does the technology get so hurt by the PR backlash that as a result, it's no longer attractive to people in general? Yeah, exactly. I think, I think the real risk is that now a lot of governments are getting in gear and funding a lot of fundamental 3D printing research and application research and stuff, commercializing technologies. And that is, that's the kind of stuff that then falls by the wayside if at one point people you know, have a bad taste in their mouth when they hear about your technology, you know? So this could really cost us like millions and millions of research, you know? Yeah. And being the top of everyone's kind of agenda for the country or our you know, plan 2050 for the country, you know, we're on those plans now and we'll be dropped off if we're associated as a negative technology. On the one hand, I would love for us to have really strong like lobbying organization. I think we need it. I'd love to have, for us to have like a global organization that supports 3D printer users and, and material producers and also OEMs and things. I'd love for there. There are a couple of people trying to form that because, of course, it's a great business opportunity as well, right? Right. Um, so there, there, there are people trying to form this as well. So CMO, I think, is trying to do this, and, and a couple other people have tried in the past. That, I think, is a necessary thing. If we don't do it, then we'd miss out. Uh, and then, so that's one thing to me. I think I think we should have that. And on the other hand, I think I think we also have to look at kind of some kind of disaster response kind of, of a thing as a technology. And that, 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 should we have like a pledge? Maybe we should have like a pledge, a pledge of responsible 3D printing, like an oath. An oath to do no harm, almost like a Hippocratic oath, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the Printocratic oath. The Printocratic oath. <laughs> I'd be for it. There you go. We've solved the whole problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Excellent. We got an oath, and we all take the oath, and then and then we take it seriously. It'll be on the terms of service. Right. It'll be on the terms of service for the website. It's part of the warranty card and everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he, he broke the oath. And then he broke yeah, the oath. Yeah, sorry, man. Exercise. You broke the oath. I can't fix your machine. <laughs> <laughs> you can't ship him filament or anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know, dude. But to me, I don't know. It's a difficult topic. It almost feels like it's very, it's very much like us growing up. You know, it's not like some guy in a garage anymore. Uh, it's also like that's the bad kind of guy in the garage, you know. Right. You have to well, worry about now. You think about the the guy who started all this. Um, you know, the three D the companies that he first ordered printers from took them back when they found out what he was doing with them. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a demonstration. Yeah, he leased of them. That's because was he leasing. That's because he was leasing. Oh, he was leasing. <laughs> he was leasing. So they had to pull it to <laughs> at least as a result. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. There's somewhere some some guy was like, oh, you laughed at me, Bob, because I, when I put in these conditions in, in the leasing contract, and now look as though. Yeah, now look, yeah, we're uh, using <laughs> <laughs> And it makes them look yeah, like a no, good so being responsible. So, which is the other thing is that there's a social responsibility for the 3D print industry in general for each company to be doing um, social good. 
Yeah, but some people like there were other service bureaus that have there are service bureaus that have publicly printed guns and they're super proud of it and they're like, yeah, we made a handgun, and then them and then they made it out of metal as well. Well, that's the yeah. Then, I mean, that's then, the other thing is that you can now print in metal. So. <laughs> and and these guys were just like literally like touting this as like a PR thing, like. Yeah, we got the we got Mary the intern to make a handgun, and, uh, and and they were like, so the social responsibility is defined a little bit differently, I think, by by other market participants. Right. Well, because of each each company's own personal beliefs and whatnot, or each person's personal. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But I did, uh, yeah, this is another symptom of us growing up, of us, um, you know, we're being, you know, the, the the industry itself moving up to into adulthood. It's interesting that we don't really seem to have, besides our oath, which I think is a fantastic solution. Um, <laughs> this is another thing that where we're kind of like, we're kind of going in circles. I mean, I don't mean it in a bad way. I mean, we don't want 3D printing to be kind of held back. We don't want it to be regulated separately. We don't want it to be singled out. We want, we want it to keep growing. And we kind of realize that, it, that there is a potential to do evil with our technology. But we don't really have like kind of solutions for, for, for doing that, you know? And I hope, I hope it's a long time, but I, I do think it's sadly, I, th I think it's, it's it's going to be inevitable that eventually somebody's going to use our technology for harm. But yeah. I hope it's going to take a very long time. And, and I think as a million plus people in our community, we've shown ourselves to be very, very grown up and, and very, very responsible so far, I think. Yeah, for the most part. And, I think uh, that's yeah. true. For the yeah, I think, I think so. So I think here's to uh, another very, very long period of everyone being grown ups. And uh, well, this is the 3D pod with Maxwell Vogue and myself and uh, your peels and i uh, hope you really enjoyed it if you have any comments or questions or, or, or feedback or improvements for us please do make them and thank you very much for for, for listening to us today have a great thanks day. everyone have a great day bye you've been listening to the 3d pod for more information on what you just heard or to subscribe visit www.3dprint.com or follow us at 3dprint underscore com.